Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Adicia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. We are now in our second episode of The Duel in December, Annie Edition. And we will be tackling the 1999 Disney Channel? Question mark? What? Right? Was it Disney Channel or was it just Disney? It, it was produced by Disney in Colombia, so I'm not sure. So, yes. Do you have any history with Annie? 1999. Not really outside of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, no. I watched it for this podcast. And that is the only I've never seen it before. <laughs> having to do this, yes. so like I had my Annie, um, which was the nineteen eighty two one first. So, mm-hmm. like twenty fourteen is a whole different uh, cake, and then this one came in between. But I did not know of its existence until you brought it up. So, yeah, fair. Well, this is my Annie. This is the Annie I remember. I have been thinking, I may have seen the 1982 one, but like, I don't fully know. And I will, I don't think I will know until I actually watch it, but whatever. Um, Carol this one Burnett. Is like the, what? Carol Burnett is in the 1982 one. Like, I, I've seen the cast list. I just don't <laughs> remember whether or not I've actually seen it. Okay, okay. Because I'm like, I can picture it, like, in my head, I can see it. But I'm like, is that because I know what everyone looks like? Uh. Or is it because I've actually seen it? Okay. Um, So, yeah. But this one's the one that I kind of know. And it also has a stacked cast as, like, the 1982 one. And 2014, as well as the live, I think. It's always a stacked cast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember, I think, a few years ago, which could be between, like, two to ten years from (laughs) since now, I I learned that, like, Molly was Sarah Hyland, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's true. And um, one of the other girls is La La Ling, who also plays Miranda, um in the Lizzie McGuire show, Lizzie McGuire. And yeah, that's all. And then everybody else is like super hella famous. So, you know. Oh, um, just not to forget, also in this one is Andrea McArdle. Um, we'll be mentioning her when she appears, but she originated the character mm-hmm. of Annie in 1977. Good God. Very cute. but yeah so we open there is an overture that's showing like different like still images of new york as we like go through little clips of each song and then we open on to the hudson street home for girls the orphanage where annie and the rest of the girls live i think because we watched the 2014 one I forgot that we just went like straight into the song here yeah Yeah. (laughs) I was just like oh already okay also like it this this one is like a half hour shorter yeah so it's pretty much like songs are like come in quick succession Mm -hmm. I was very like taken a like even though this is an annie i've seen because of like the set expectation of 2014 i was like oh we're already in this song <laughs> okay <laughs> okay we're moving real fast aren't we <laughs> um and you know i have a couple thoughts about that now um in sort of a retrospective way after having seen the 2014 one mm-hmm. um but yeah we like head straight into song also this annie is like the only annie i've ever seen without puffy hair Mm -hmm. like without like big hair she's like 
got her little sleek bob going on and <laughs> um which is interesting and unique yeah i think it's because the uh, does the orphan annie comic have like a girl with curly hair because i think they were trying to like emulate the comic when they made the musical mm. and so like mm. that was like a choice that they made so first song it's maybe it's uh, the classic annie singing a lullaby to the girls after the girls get into like a little bit of a tussle they're fighting with each other because molly is having a nightmare because she's like calling out for her parents and then annie tries to comfort her telling her the story of the letter and locket that she has but all of the girls know this by heart now so kind of mockingly they kind of say all of the things in the letter to her mm-hmm. and Annie which like in in uh 20 the for 2014 one it's kind of only one girl that's that's a little bit like yeah i don't know like more m- not mean but like not for it mm-hmm. here everyone's like girl shut up <laughs> <laughs> like it's enough now it's like we have heard this enough that we all know it by heart (laughs) literally and then we get into maybe that you they're young that you they're smart that they collect things like ashtrays and art that you they're good why wouldn't they be their one mistake was giving up me (laughs) maybe na 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 etc so after that all the girls fall asleep treating it as a lullaby and Annie decides that she's not gonna go to sleep she's gonna try to go and find her parents just immediately just like you know what it seems so unprovoked (laughs) it seems so like it's so i'm like whoa why are we running away all of a sudden like i know that like we just read the letter but like i was just like i feel like i was not set up for this this (laughs) event but okay Uh. But yeah, so she tries to escape, but she runs into Miss Hannigan, who is Kathy Bates. Mm-hmm. Annie is prepared for her to like beat her, but apparently Hannigan never actually hits them. She just threatens them a lot, which is worse, apparently. <laughs> I, fe- I feel like the hitting would be worse, but you know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> so because Annie attempted to escape she wakes all of the girls up and makes them clean up the place before the laundryman gets there the next day and she also makes them say the classic we love you Miss Hannigan um, even though they don't mean it <gasps> and then we get into hard not life like it's boom boom song <laughs> like genuinely I was like it's been two minutes what we yeah, immediately were like, it's a hard knock life <laughs> for us. It's a hard knock life for us. Instead of treated, we get kissed. Instead of kisses, we get kissed. So yeah, I was like, I'm whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's cute. They managed to clean. They clean until morning, apparently. Because um, Bro. Yeah. <laughs> when Hannigan comes in, she's dressed differently and they rescue molly from the laundry bin just before mr bundles the laundry man gets there he flirts a little bit with hannigan but ultimately he's there to distribute the clean sheets to the girls um apparently they get clean sheets once a month and while uh bundles is distracting hannigan annie takes the opportunity to sneak into the laundry basket um as the girls cover her up and Mr. Bundles wheels her out unbeknownst to Hannigan. So by the time she's ready to do the roll call, all of the girls line up at the ends of their beds and repeat that, we love you, Miss Hannigan, until we get to Annie. And when Hannigan calls for Annie to come out, uh, one of the girls, I think July, reveals that Annie has been... Throw it out with the dirty laundry, and Bundles has taken her away. So Hennigan rightly chases after, afraid she's gonna lose her license, not because she cares about Annie, but mm-hmm. she attempts to chase after the um, 
the laundry van. Bundles doesn't stop, he's gone. And then you get a brief hard enough life reprise where the girls are like seemingly a bit more optimistic that Annie's gonna find her parents now. Which like, with... <laughs> How? <laughs> Why are you confident that that is something that could happen? She has literally nothing but the letter and the locket. Though to be fair, we do find out that they never go outside, so it's possible they just don't understand like how big the world sure. is. Um, <laughs> sure, that's fair. And that, given that like Annie's been there for basically eleven years, right? Um, yes. Says, you were left in 1922, it's 1933, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So pretty much since she was a baby. But yeah, so she just might not know what it's what it's like outside. Annie breaks free of the, of the laundry and is going down the street asking people, have you seen my parents? Like, any of them know who she is. Like, have you seen yeah. someone that looks like me? No one's paying attention to this girl. She yeah. ends up having to steal corn uh steal roasted corn from uh... hey i wish i had a nickel <laughs> sorry yeah i wish i had I a nickel like... for every time someone says they wish they had a nickel um yeah. i'm just like wait i'm thinking now because like so it's the great depression so they treat mm. like ten dollars like it's a lot of money <laughs> and like mm. everything is for cents how much is that roast corn going for Mm-hmm. For it to be five cents when it's hard to put like two dimes together. Like, I don't understand. I guess that's some <laughs> expensive corn. But maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just wrong. I kind of want to look up the conversion now. <laughs> so we yeah, can see let's find out. How, how much. much... Oh, it's like a dollar. He's charging a dollar for the coin. It's fine. Okay. You wouldn't get that for a dollar. That's like two fifty corn. I don't know. <laughs> so she steals the corn and runs away while he's not looking. Mm-hmm. While she's hiding among some boxes in an alleyway, she spots some dog catchers taking some dogs and pound. She kind of tries to make herself small and hide so they don't see her. But while she's doing that, another dog comes and steals the corn out of her pocket. Initially, she protest it but then it's like oh go ahead eat up but the dog then comes and lays with her seemingly in a sad situation itself and then I think we get next song which is tomorrow the sun will come out tomorrow hide your bottom dollar that tomorrow there'll be sun now, whenever I hear this, I can't stop thinking of Pronto. <laughs> the sun will come out. Pronto! Like, I can't, <laughs> like, not think of that version of it when I hear it. <laughs> like, the whole time, as she was singing, I was like, I can't take you seriously, babe. I'm still thinking about that one couple in 2014. <laughs> oh, God. Um... <clears throat> So, so, um, while, while their police officer catches, um, well, he's there for Sandy because apparently the dog, the dog gets named Sandy, but he's there for the dog because he's been trying to catch it for a long time. Um, and it's there without a leash and a license, but Annie then claims the dog is hers and she comes up with naming uh, it's Sandy because it has a nice sandy coat and claims that it's her dog so the officer asks her to call the dog to her and Sandy doesn't get the plot um, initially the first couple times but on the last mm-hmm. try um, he does come to her and the officer says that he better not catch her without a leash and a license next time and to and he like tells her to like go home before like she catches pneumonia in the cold but apparently it doesn't bother her and then we continue yeah. with the oh, end it doesn't bother me i'm like babe that's pneumonia doesn't care <laughs> <laughs> but you wouldn't know that so it's fine i'm just like it's snowing if you're warm you might be hypothermic i'm just saying 
Mm-hmm. But no, uh, so then we get the end of tomorrow. Annie is still mm-hmm. out on the streets by nightfall and seeing the police officers still out and about, she attempts to hide with some homeless folk who are told to disperse from from where they are. I think they're all around like a trash can fire, right? Trying to keep warm. Yes, they are. But yeah, they're they're made to disperse. Annie tries to sneak away, but is caught is spotted rather by the by the officer who again told her about the leash license thing. So she and Sandy split up, her running off in one direction and uh, the police officer, Lieutenant Ward, chasing after her rather than Sandy. Eventually, after like going through some fire escapes and uh, running down the streets, he eventually catches up to her just as she appears at the, at the door of the orphanage. Miss Hannigan catches her, takes her aside, reassures the officer that she's going to be well taken care of and promises that if she sees the dog that he's looking for, she would let the pound know. Annie is taken inside the office where um, Hannigan says she needs to think up a punishment for her because she could have lost her job because of her. Meanwhile, the other girls are distracting her, claiming there's a mouse stomping on her foot, just scaring her in general, being nuisances, (laughs) to be Mm. honest. But but then we get uh, little girls. Little girls, little girls. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're they are menaces. So just when Hannigan has thought of what to do with Annie, um, which is to make her clean the place from top to bottom with a toothbrush. She is, uh, there's a knock at the door and beyond it is Grace, (sighs) Hodger McDonald, lovely blue, but she, uh, Grace Farrell comes. Uh, Initially, uh, Hannigan thinks she's from the Board of Orphans and is here about Annie. But uh, she's actually here to represent Oliver Warbucks, the billionaire who has decided to take an orphan for Christmas. And seeing Annie in there, Grace is like, an an orphan like this one. And immediately Hannigan's like, no, not this one. Annie's um, actually my little girl and she's a nuisance. Grace doesn't buy it. She's like, anyone like this girl. (laughs) This one, she causes me too much trouble. She can't have a good time. What? Of course. That immediately makes Grace want to choose her. (laughs) And, like, she threatens to go to the Board of Orphans if Hannigan doesn't agree. So Annie gets to go. She tells the girls, all excited, I get to go away for Christmas, and they're all happy for her. And then Annie is taken to the Horbucks mansion where initially Grace is like what do you want to do first and she's like the floors the floors and then and then I'll do the window (laughs) and Grace is like no 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 um you're here to have fun not to work and like the concept hadn't even entered her thoughts just like poor baby like (laughs) like the size of the house and she's not even seen anything but the entrance and like in her head she's like yeah this is plausible they really want me to clean this entire place my god <laughs> this poor child uh, then we get uh, I think I'm gonna like it here like the absolute difference <laughs> <laughs> between this one and I'm not even talking the song itself but like just the concept because like I'd kind of forgotten how grand this is of a number because it's like you know choreography it's like a million people are dancing it's great Mm -hmm. it's like massive and the contrast with 2014 where like all of the sort of 
grandiose things about being rich, I guess, in 1933 is like now modernized. And so it's just like the equivalent of that is just like a penthouse, I guess, with like like automated biometric technology, I guess, mm -hmm. to replace the millions of people <laughs> who work for Warbucks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like interesting. But then also like, I'm, it was nice to see this number again be like, mm -hmm. have more to it, you know, yeah. with like the dance sequence and all of that. Yeah, I I appreciated this like for the dance sequence, which is a thing that I missed. Because mm. even in the nineteen eighty two version, it, it has like a big dance number. So like mm. not seeing that in twenty fourteen, like I I missed it. But also, it mm. kind of solidified how alone Stax is. Because, like, mm. War Warbucks, he, he has, like, a million people in his house. They're all servants, so maybe he doesn't, like, see them as yeah. people, maybe? Or, like, he doesn't, like, interact with all of them. Like, he knows their names and stuff, but he's, like, they're not, like... But whereas in 2014, like, Stax just has all of this automated stuff to do. He has, like, a few personal assistance but otherwise mm. it's him by himself and all of mm. the machines that work for him and I think I think that like it makes it lonelier for mm. when this little girl comes into his life and is suddenly just like oh well actually let me just crack open my heart just a little bit um mm. But, yeah, I totally agree. It does it does highlight very much his like loneliness and mm -hmm. how much it means to have Annie in his life. Whereas like and this is kind of a sentiment I have for the whole whole 1999 one in particular is that like a lot of things feel like they're happening but I'm like when did you start caring about her? Like, yeah. Like, like, how did we get yes. here? <laughs> I was just like, why do you want to adopt her all of a sudden? It's been like two days, and we've seen you interact one time. Um, yeah, I'm just, I, I feel like. So, oh, we'll get to it in a second, actually. Yeah. So after, I think I'm gonna like it here. Warbucks appears. His flight was initially delayed, I think, but he appears, and he is blank he doesn't know why Annie's even there <laughs> initially Grace has to remind him because of all the bad press that he's been getting they agreed to bring an orphan but he thinks orphans are boys <laughs> and so was unprepared and Annie like bless her is just like oh Mr. Warbucks that's no problem you can trade me for a boy <laughs> it was just nice mm -hmm. to see your house um, and Grace is like looking at Warbucks like if you dare send this little girl back I swear to god um, <laughs> so um, Warbucks is like oh no Annie um, I'd be so happy for you to stay um, here with me for Christmas and but they're trying to think of what to do with her because he doesn't have plans he invites her to like his club for cigars I'm just like oh, this, right, is a, yes. this is a small child, but sir. Um, <laughs> just, Grace is also like it's a men's club too, so like <laughs> I don't know what your plan is here, buddy. Like he he clearly has like no clue <laughs> until she suggests like a Broadway show, and he's like, okay, you can go to a show with Grace. <laughs> just like no, don't involve me. <laughs> So he goes into his um, office study thing to look through some papers and of course Annie and Grace follow him in. Annie is just curious about what he's doing because she's never seen anyone with a job. So she's just watching him and he's just like feeling immensely pressured uh, mm -hmm. by this little girl just staring at him like doing his work. Then he gets on the phone with like the president? Yes. Because he's talking about his factory shutting down and the factory shutting down everywhere. So he finds out that the president is coming to New York for Christmas. And at Annie's suggestion, he invites the president to have Christmas at his house 
to which he agrees, surprised um, as he is. But it's during this conversation that Annie reveals that she doesn't actually know what New York City is like despite living there all her life because she's been kept inside by Hannigan. So we get the song in and they're going all throughout New York City experiencing New York City in 1933 and then they go into a Broadway show to which (laughs) we get our very special cameo of the OG Annie and she Andrea comes in with Carl. her little two suitcases as if she's about to sing. Just arrived, track 17. I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Every time I see that, <laughs> bit, that's all I can think about. I'm like, yes, let's go Copacabana. <laughs> but yeah, she's singing NYC, like a sort of, not a reprise because it's in the middle of the song. But yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's a star to be section. But yeah, so this is what I wanted to, I feel like. I know that this technically happens over the course of one night, but I feel like they could have made it feel like it was over the course of like several nights and then Mm. it would have made more sense. It's like, oh, they're going out every night and, you know, like they're doing all of these like cute bonding activities and I would have been like, oh, precious, you know, but it it kind of, the way that it's shot, uh, the way that it's implied, it's like this all happens on the one night that they're out together. Um, they like throw <laughs> yeah. snowballs and like they get balloons and like all, all of these like cute little uh, unit family unit things and I'm just like yeah. it's precious but it's real fast um, <laughs> yeah yeah. The, I agree <laughs> I think had they sort of made it just a montage of a few days it yeah. would at least a little bit make a little bit of sense of like oh he's grown used to her like you know being around and doing things that he's not really done in a long time or whatever but yes so after the nyc sequence oh at the end of the nyc sequence uh we find sandy again um and now he's he's a part of the crew so warbucks i guess is immediately like well i want to adopt her so (laughs) (laughs) and i was like huh Okay. So so um Grace goes to Hannigan with like the papers to sign over guardianship and Hannigan's just like ah I uh, I guess I guess that's happening. So I don't care if something good is happening to you. It should have happened to me. Yes. Is what Said is you. is basically Hannigan. <laughs> After Grace leaves, two more people appear in the orphanage. It is Hannigan's brother, Rooster, and Mm -hmm. his girlfriend, uh, Mm -hmm. Lily St. Regis, after the hotel. And so... Which floor? uh, (laughs) Rooster has come to ask Hannigan for money, which she doesn't have. Spare. She's doing all right for herself, according to her, but, you know, they start to reminisce over the advice that their mother gave them and the path to Easy Street. Mm -hmm. I like the one bit where they're like, they're, they imply that she's in hell. Yeah. Like, I bet she's looking as they look up and then they look down. They're like, (laughs) When she's looking up, <laughs> and I was like, damn, okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, easy street, da, da, easy street, etc. Yeah. I like the way that they do this because it's like there's a verse and a chorus, and then they like talk in between um, mm-hmm. about what's going on. So during the song, uh, they find out that. The dame who was there um, is the personal secretary of Warbucks, and he, he's gonna adopt Annie. And then they discuss again. Annie might be the key to Easy Street, and then they dance in the street for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Warbucks is preparing to you know, like ask Annie to like 
he's his daughter and whatever. And so uh, he he gets like a little like pet from from Grace before he goes in and is like, "Hey, uh, did you know that I was an orphan?" <laughs> and then we get the fact that he lost his parents when he was very young, um, and so he vowed to become rich, and that's what he did. And then he's realized now that what's life worth without someone to share it with? And Annie's not really following where this is going because she is 11. Um, (laughs) But he presents her with a fresh new locket and Annie is not too excited about it, especially when he says that uh, broken one and I thought out with the old. And so... Annie is very defensive of it and yeah. that it was given to her by her parents and they promised to come back for her one day and she's not giving it up and all she wants is her parents and Warbucks is crushed but he vows to help her find her parents if that is what she really wants but he's going to need the locket and the letter that she has in order to give it to the FBI so that they could try to, like he just has connections he's just like okay Bro. you want this fine I'll go to the FBI I was like shh okay um, <laughs> it's like what you can accomplish when you have connections I mean it's really it's really something Annie is excited to like write a letter to the girls about this but Warbucks is just he's sad meanwhile in the orphanage uh, the mm-hmm. girls are I mean yeah it's literally just like a meanwhile uh, the mm-hmm. girls are listening to the radio one of their favorite stations and they find that Annie's on the radio and that Warbucks is offering a reward for any people that can prove that they are Annie's parents it's like $50,000 which is like if mm-hmm. 5 cents is like a dollar <laughs> then $50,000 um, <clears throat> is a lot of money and so <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> no it's like a million dollars It's he's, uh, he's like offering like a million dollars <laughs> So when all those people start flooding in, it's just like, yes, I am Annie's parents. I'm going to be like, "Uh Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." uh-huh. A million dollars in the Great Depression. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm." (laughs) I mean, yeah, that is one of those things where we have, like, considering the time frame in which this is happening and the amount of money this man has, that, like, we're kind of rooting for (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if he's a good guy you guys (laughs) I mean probably not probably not Um, but you know like he was he's fairly like mean I guess before Annie so maybe he'll like become more generous in the future I mean <laughs> I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, because it's meant it's meant to be like an and because the, the focus is Annie getting lifted up out of yeah. poverty yeah. rather than the man who is probably responsible for a lot of the poverty the poverty around you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like rooting for Jeff Bezos. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, do I want to do that? Nor. Nor. But it's kind of like, okay, at least Andy's not over to do it. I don't know. Oh, boy. Anyways. <laughs> anyway. So the so, girls are listening to the radio. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, they're listening to the radio. Pepper is not having it, but the girls are just like, mm-hmm. no, you can't turn it off. It's my favorite. And then they start to sing it anyway. She's uh, never fully dressed without a smile. 
It's very cute. Hannigan comes in at the end of it hearing joy and laughter and not having that happen at all. But the girls are quick to tell her that Warbucks is trying to find Annie's parents and offering a cash reward. And she's like, huh, well, how about that? So, of course, Rooster and Lily have heard about this cash reward that is happening and they come in and are like well we're gonna pretend to be annie's parents you know yeah they come in like fully in character and everything like we're yeah. annie's parents and blah 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 we're looking for our daughter until lily like ruins it by not knowing what to say <laughs> yeah not being able to improv basically mm-hmm. but hannigan's like it's never gonna work it's like you and every other con artist out there is gonna be like after this money and i said what they don't have that we have is one we have a guy making fake birth certificates and two we have a sister that knows all about annie and her situation which is true mm. they do have the upper hand there but hannigan is like okay the only way i'm gonna do this is one lily's not gonna be the one pretending to be annie's parents she's gonna blow the lid off the whole thing and we're gonna get caught two they're gonna split half half but half goes to her and half goes to um rooster and lily <laughs> and lily's unhappy but hannigan is like look do you want to be cut out completely no then be quiet but yeah this is their path to easy street meanwhile everybody is trying to be annie's parents um they open the gates to the mansion to let in everyone who's claiming to be annie's parents in and they hand out questionnaires for them to fill out but they're all filled out incorrectly no one's mentioning the locket or anything of the sort they're all fakes and annie a little excited is left disappointed in the fact that no one there is actually her parents a letter comes from the fbi as well regarding the locket and apparently like ninety thousand of that type of locket were made and Mm. so it's not possible to trace them from the locket which is again disheartening to annie warbucks again his little heart has grown three sizes since meeting her so he he promises he has promised to help her um but he's also like realizing like his life was kind of empty before and then he seems Mm. like something was missing Mm. which is a song i truly could not have told you (laughs) in this movie (laughs) (laughs) like i i don't know what to tell you it's very forgettable something was missing no 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 um but some the thing that was missing was you or something like that i don't know um but yeah i was very like oh a song (laughs) (laughs) i don't recall okay but yeah it's it's basically warbucks being like annie i know that you want your parents but i want to adopt you and Annie's like, I love my actual parents so much. I just, I don't know if I can love you like you want Anyone me to. Yeah. And he's like, that's fine. But if there's like any room in your heart for me, I love you like a da- like my own daughter. And so she's like, you know what? If I can't have my parents, then I guess I would like to have you as mm-hmm. my father. And so he takes that and runs with it. He's like, okay, we're doing the adoption tonight. Get the judge yep. over here. Like, it's happening. It's Christmas Eve. I don't care. Yep. Let's go get all the decorations. We're going to make this place fantastic. Like, all the staff is invited. Yeah. I'm like, wow, okay. All right, let's go, I guess. And I think Annie, Annie says, oh yeah, Annie is like, because Grace is there. And Annie's like, are you coming to Miss Grace? Because it's really nice when the two of you are together. I'm just like, you little plot. You little plotter. (laughs) (laughs) 
Also, I love that you've been here for all of like two minutes and you're like, these two should be together. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, so everyone starts to decorate um, the place. It still looks a little empty to me because all the decorations are to the sides, but you know, it looks pretty. (laughs) And yeah, so Warbucks is in his little tux and he comes down in like the, the classic little red dress that she has and um, her hair is all curled now bouncy and I think they say they then sing I don't need anything yesterday was plain awful you can say that again yesterday was plain awful but that's not now I don't need anything but you. It's a very cute number. Very, very adorable. Grace comes in in a lovely purple dress, which Warbucks comments on, saying that that's a very nice dress and you look very nice in it. And I'm just like, shh, movie. Um, <laughs> the judge then comes. Uh, he's very happy to go with the proceedings. But before they can get to signing any papers, Drake the butler has to present the mudges who now claim to be Annie's parents but we know that it is Rooster and Hannigan in costume so they take them into the study like to to see what they have to say essentially and of course Hannigan brings out the locket because Warbucks is not like fully buying it yeah but they bring out the locket it doesn't match it doesn't, it doesn't, the pieces don't fit, but Rooster just like holds it up really quickly. And it's like, look at that, a perfect fit. Okay, now we're going. <laughs> and. It's, I mean, I guess it's just the idea of that they know that the locket exists. Yeah. Warbucks asks, what about the money? And Rooster's oh, like, they're oh. So, they're so smart for this one where they're yeah. like, oh, of course you'd want money for taking care of her. And it like obviously puts through the idea that they're not there for the money and that yeah. they in fact expected to to give money in order to get their daughter back kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's kind of smart. <laughs> I don't encourage it, but it is smart. It's just the timing is very close. So Grace is like, so mm. you weren't aware of the fact that there's a reward being offered by any chance. And they're like, oh no we couldn't possibly take any money like having our little girl is enough and they go to leave and they stop at the door and say but actually you know that money would go a long way and it's just like y'all are snakes snakes Mm. but Mm. the mudges as they claim to be leave so that Annie can get packed up because she's one more day. Yeah, one more day, and they'll come and pick her up tomorrow, and the check will be ready then. They go to like announce to the staff that Annie's parents have been found, um, and everyone lifts a glass to toast to Annie Mudge, and Annie is stressed. She is in distress because I think I she thought her life was going to be one way, and now it's it's going to be the way that she wanted initially but now she's not sure that it's what she wants and so grace goes to comfort her singing a reprise of um yeah tomorrow also to note sandy never liked the mudges from (laughs) the get-go but i'm sure like sandy could smell panicking yeah of course lily is left behind at the orphanage to watch over the girls because you can't leave children unattended for however long also to note when asked what was going to happen to annie once they picked her up rooster pulled out a switchblade so the implication is that they're going to kill her like do a full murder so with this knowledge in hand (laughs) all all three of them were like yeah let's do that this is fine yeah let's kill this child Like, I mean, I don't encourage any of what you're doing, but you couldn't just abandon her somewhere where someone could take care of her. You know what I mean? Like, you couldn't just leave her at a police station somewhere. Like, murder. 
so extreme. But yes, so the next day, Annie is sitting on the steps. She's already like dressed in her like little coat and hat with her suitcase ready to go when Warbucks and Grace come. Th- and I'm just, I'm reading too much into it, but <laughs> they're just wearing the same clothes from yesterday. And I'm just like, did y'all just not sleep? for one reason or another um (laughs) i'm not implying anything in the children's movie i'm just saying um it's an observation (laughs) yes but in in world um annie does ask and i think he says uh warbuck says that they were on the phone to the FBI all night like checking out the mudges and seeing but nothing came up wrong with them so Annie's like so I'm really a mudge and appears to be that way (sighs) the mudges come back Um, Sandy tries to gun for it but Annie catches him in time and so Rooster picks up Sandy and then like holds out a hand for the check but ex- the the check is like he wants it Warbucks takes them to the office to like do it properly even though they seem a little impatient to leave in the orphanage Lily is playing poker against the girls and losing horrifically to the tune of like over $400 mm. and Are you she's sure like sure you've never played before <laughs> it's been beginners of luck <laughs> I cannot believe she's being hustled by children. <laughs> <laughs> After realizing how much she owes, she initially is outraged, but then calms down because what is she worrying about when, because she says when Rooster and Hannigan return from Warbucks, she's going to be sitting large and living pretty. Yeah, I think that's what, mm-hmm. when it's meant to be like living large and pretty. But, but then Molly is like, that's where Annie is. And she realizes that she's confessed slightly that she knows something that's going on. Mm. So, like, initially she tries to hold back information, but one of the girls gets hold of her purse and reveals all of her fake IDs. And they all just, like, corner her against the bookcase and make her talk. But she's like, nah, Rooster wouldn't make me, like, take the rap and, you know go to Rikers for three years and then she realized this already happened and it's like no this is exactly what's gonna happen they're gonna run off with the money and leave me to take the fall well I'm not having it so at Warbucks mansion they get the check and the um the mudges try to run off and then Grace is like aren't you forgetting something and I love um the line that Hannigan says it's just like oh we've been childless for so long it's gonna take some getting used to <laughs> I'm just like I would actually be like you know what fair um mm-hmm. but I, I feel like you came here specifically for the child so I don't know how you can yeah. leave um yeah. without her still they're like running now and Grace is like, but she hasn't even gotten a chance to open her Christmas presents. And they're like, it doesn't, they, they're, they're literally just trying to rush out of the building so that yeah. they don't get caught. But Lily's at the door. She comes through and she's like, uh, I'm not going to take like, the fall for this. Where's my money? <laughs> Hannigan, seeing this interaction going on, has a check in hand and is running to the other set of doors. But uh, they're like, in the name of the president, no, in the name of the, I don't know what they said, but it's like something very official sounding mm-hmm. and they're made to stop and she asks, what, who do you think you are, the president? And then they part and reveal the president. So <laughs> they're like, Jesus, act it's really him. And he's like, I got all of y'all details. I know your <laughs> names. I know, <laughs> I know your previous um, aliases. Like, we've caught you out. Like, the jig is up, essentially. Hannigan tries to, like, push all the blame onto Rooster and then runs to Annie. It's like, Annie, like, 
you know me. Tell him how good I've been to you. And she's like, I would, Miss Hannigan, but you always told me to never tell a lie. Never tell a lie. <laughs> and it's like, ooh. And Hannigan's had it. She's just like, you know what? I never liked you. I never liked any of you little brats. You always cause me so much pain. And then we get the um the end bit of little girls with the nut house mm-hmm. and the squirrels bit where she's like strapped to a trolley while Lily and Rooster are taken out in handcuffs. And yeah, it's it's very exciting. <laughs> and then the president's like, we'll make sure the rest of you, because like all the girls from the orphanage were, are there now as well. And yeah. he's like, we'll make sure you all get adopted into really nice families. And I'm like... <laughs> Oh, okay. well, before <laughs> b- before that though um, the president goes to Annie and is like Annie we actually have some information about your parents um, their name was like David and Margaret Bennett and she's like so I'm a Bennett where are my parents and they had passed away some time ago so she's saddened by this because she was like I always knew my parents would come for me if they were alive and she really is an orphan now but i mean it's not the worst thing in the world because <laughs> mm-hmm. now warbucks is like i hope this is like the start of a brand new life for all of us and and then he proposes to grace <laughs> yes <laughs> and i'm like whoa <laughs> when is the, what is happening sir it's like okay we're we're here already okay i mean Bro. to be fair we don't know how long she's been like his secretary for so i mean sure yes yeah. i know i just because <laughs> again coming from like the most recent one mm-hmm. having t- like getting to see a little more of those steps like makes this feel like rushed in a way yes it does and so it's so it's just like i'm like some things i'm just like i i I don't know how we got here and (laughs) you're not telling me how we got here you're just like (laughs) shut up and enjoy it and i'm like okay i will but like (laughs) (laughs) oh and then we get the reprise of i don't need anything but you Mm. and then the movie is over (laughs) over yeah okay and that is the end of the movie. Now let's get into our ratings following our standard rhetoric of five. Um, so starting off with music and choreography, I have <laughs> much nicer things to say. Um, not that I said, I don't think I said anything bad last time. <laughs> it's just there wasn't a lot of mm-hmm. choreo in the 2014 one and I was mm-hmm. sad about it. Because Annie is like, a, to my memory, like a really like choreographed show, so like it was nice to see like the big production numbers in. Um, I think I'm gonna like it here, and the tap number in um, NYC, uh, and like even the even the dancing that uh, Warbucks did with Annie. Um, it, it in um what is it called i don't need anything um you. yes that that's the song um but yes yeah, so i i really appreciate all the choreograph choreographed numbers in 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 the show um music so this is the uh, music that i am familiar with mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it's just like i don't i don't know how to like like all of them are the only one I didn't know was the one I think you also didn't know which was um something missing some yeah something was missing um that just completely clean of my memory did Mm. not remember it (laughs) um so yeah uh I love Audrey McDonald's voice um you know so so like I can't complain there um and yeah a lot of the songs are like really familiar to me so I think uh for music and choreography I'm going to give it 
4.25 out of 5. Yeah, 4.25 out of 5 radios. I also really appreciated the choreography. Uh, getting all the choreography. I mean, like, it's not... Um, <clears throat> Wait, first of all, sorry, there's like a thunderstorm all of a sudden, so you might hear that <laughs> in the background. Um, but yeah, I also appreciate appreciated seeing the choreo. It's been a minute since we've gotten like a big group numbers. Um, and not only did we get like nice big group numbers, but they're so good. Um, <laughs> particularly, I think I'm gonna like it here and NYC, um, those are really great. And even the little choreo that the girls did in um, You're Never Fully Dressed Without a Smile, adorable. I yes. agree with the I, I Don't Need Anything But You as well as also adorable. Um, so I really like that. I like the music, like, like you, it's the music that I'm familiar with. Um, you know, it's, it's the one that like, if I were going to listen to another, like to Annie again, out of just like spontaneity, um, it would probably be one that sounded like this. <laughs> Even if it wasn't this one specifically, one that sounded like this. But obviously that also means like this doesn't really deviate or add to or whatever, or reinterpret uh, the original music, the original songs, which, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to change something up. Good. You don't have to fix something that isn't broken. You know. Um. So I agree with you. I think I. I would also like to give it four point two five radios for music and choreo. So now story. Um. It <laughs> goes fast. <laughs> <laughs> it goes by so fast. Um, the plot is like the same, like nothing like significantly changes, um, in the plot, uh, like so much that it's like a stark, like, Ooh, what's happened there? Um, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised by anything. It's a familiar story. Um, it's, it's one I'm used to, uh, but it just, it goes by so fast and I don't know if it was because it was for TV probably because it's for TV so they, they cut it down into a, a, an hour and a half and so I feel like a lot of dialogue and some character development just gets thrown out the window mm -hmm. um, for the sake of like smushing all of the songs in there and then like we we lose some some context like I the relationship between Annie and Warbucks suffers like we can see like he thinks that she's a cute girl but like them actually like bonding mm -hmm. um like we lose that and i don't even remember now how much it's fleshed fleshed out in like the actual play in mm -hmm. the musical because my brain is just like this happens and then this and then this and then we're at the end like it, it there's no yeah there's no time given to actually build any of the characters except for like Annie and Warbucks and some of Hannigan as well because we get like some backstory for her and Rooster through the song Easy Street. Yeah. At the same time it's just like that's that's all that we get. Um and I'm kind of sad for it. Um mm. But the storyline is like clear to follow, so I can't like fault it, like for all of the things that they took out. It did. It, it didn't like devastate the story in any way. So I'll give it. Uh, I'll give it a three point seven five out of five lockets, just for the sake that it was. It felt rushed. Mm. I agree. I, it, like, again, like I've said before earlier, that, like, after having seen 2014 and how much 
more time we spend with Annie and Stax and Grace, like, and getting to see, getting to see, like, the development of sort of these relationships made it, like, I don't know, made it feel more, uh, I don't, I don't want to say more enjoyable, but, like, I don't know, Genuine? more, yeah, and, like, more, like, like I could connect to it more because like I understood how we got here whereas with um <clears throat> with this one it's half an hour shorter and so there's no time spent on even pretending like they grew closer it's just sort of like one day he was a businessman and then he met a girl and then like the very next day he was like you know what I think I love you enough to 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 adopt you all of a sudden and it's like you went to a Broadway play what happened like <laughs> like how did we get here um similarly with the Grace storyline at least there we can just assume that there's like some history of some kind but we don't get to see any of that and I kind of miss it like it, it it was nice to see in the 2014 one and I don't know <clears throat> I don't know how it goes in the 1982 one so I can't really I don't really know how like it, it measures up in that way and obviously like the Broadway play is a Broadway play. It's like two and something hours. Like if they didn't spend any time developing these relationships that I'd be worried, you know. Um, <laughs> but here it's just like, it, it, it feels like I'm missing something. And um, that's too bad. Cause I like everyone here. Like I liked everyone's characters and all the actors and their chemistry and all that. I was, I was enjoying that quite a bit, so. It's, it's too bad that like we didn't get that little extra, you know? Um, and so I, I think, I think a 3.5, yeah, 3.5 lockets for me. Overall enjoyment. I enjoyed it. Mm. Like I, I didn't hate it. <laughs> mm. Um, Again, all of the songs are classics. Like I had, like uh, an enjoyable time. Um, Audrey McDonald is great. Um, is mm. his name? What is his name? His name is Victor um, Garber. Victor Garber. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, uh, Victor Garber um, is great. Like Kathy Bates and Alan Cumming and 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 Kristen Chenoweth. Mm. Um, just like they're all uh, fabulous and little Annie she's so cute Alicia Morton and just like I can't I don't I I, I had a fun time <laughs> watching it I was just I was just a little sad for the things that were cut out or left out um, altogether uh, that we didn't get to see so for that reason uh overall enjoyment i'm gonna give it four out of five roast corn nice um yeah i enjoyed it still obviously it's uh there's like a lot of nostalgia attached to it for me particularly um but also just like it was it it's an hour and a half man it's <laughs> it goes by pretty quickly um and you know the songs are fun and great um <clears throat> like you know i think the one thing one of the things i could have changed now that i think about it again like i said before having those same moments in nyc be portrayed as a montage of days like you had suggested i think would have would have gone a long way into convincing me that these people care about each other but anyways yeah. um, <laughs> I, I I did enjoy it regardless um, and I think I'm going to give it 4.25 roaster corn as well that's it that does bring us to the end 
if you would like to see our obsessions, um, you can go onto our Tumblr, and that is tell me more, tell me more podcast.tumblr.com. If you would like to follow us on our Instagram or Twitter, Twitter is where I put like the announcements of if we are ill or busy or something's going on in our lives or whatever, so you guys can know what's going on. Um, so both of those, Instagram and Twitter, are TMM, TMM podcast. And if you would like to email us, we have an email, tell me more, tell me more podcast at gmail.com. We also have playlists for all the songs that we like from the movies that we watch, so long as the playlist is on Spotify. And that is if you go to Spotify and you go to TMM, TMM podcast, the profile and not the podcast itself, you will find a playlist for every year that this podcast has existed. And that is all. Thank you for joining us in 2022. It's been a great time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for telling more, telling more, thank you for listening. For telling more, telling more, the podcast. I've been your host, Leah. And I've been your host, Adicia. Goodbye. Goodbye. Before we go, I just wanted to thank you for listening to us this year, and I hope you're having some wonderful holidays. See you in 2023.